0: Well, 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 well. Some of you are here today and you're like, oh, crud buckets. (laughs) Pastor asked us to do something as homework at the end of the gathering last week. And some of you are here today because you're celebrating. You're hoping we're going to talk about what it was that you were asked to do at the end of the gathering last week. Some of you are here going, I have no idea what you said at the end of the gathering last week. And you were gone, family things or whatever happened, I understand. But some of you are sitting here going, oh, Lord Jesus, please don't let him ask us about how we did with that thing he asked us to do at the end of the gathering last week. The end of the gathering last week, I called the church to a fast, a Thanksgiving fast, that we were going to fast complaining for a solid seven days. We were not going to complain for a full seven days. And I'm going to ask you in just a moment, we're going to have someone come by with a microphone and we're going to take some testimonies of what you experienced in not complaining for seven days. Let me just start with full transparency and honesty. This was difficult. Amen. Yes. See, I, I discovered along the way that, wow, I thought my curbs were this wide, but actually my curbs were this wide. I thought, you know, I had this thing under control, but every, I paid more attention to my complaining. And, and I tried to, how many of y'all tried to disguise your complaining? Well, it wasn't complaining, it's just the truth. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, uh, the, the complaining is, is is complaining. And, and we want to make sure that we're fasting, fasting, complaining. I wrote down a couple of thoughts that I had this week about it, uh, about this complaining. And maybe when you don't complain, you are faced with another question. And the other question might be, well, what is it in your life that's bringing you joy right now? Is there anything in your life that's bringing you joy? Because when you can't complain, you can't triangulate with other people or try to bring other people into your tribe to gripe and complain about that thing that you're trying to complain about, then you have, you're you forced to think about what are the good things in life. And it can be a challenge But when you focus on the positive things, I think God becomes more glorified. In addition to that, if you are not complaining, but you're not really able to focus on the positive things in your life, then you're probably faced with a question. And the question that I think some of you might have faced this week is this question. Do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes? to parent these kids? Do I have what it takes to pay the bills? Do I have what it takes to say no to this temptation that's plaguing me? Do I have what it takes to continue in this marriage? Do I have what it takes to stand by that wayward child another week? Do I have what it takes to fulfill the destiny that God has placed inside of me? And, and, and my answer to that question for you on behalf of God, as I thought about it and prayed about it and thought about the funnel of what's going to happen this week when we don't complain or when we're faced with not complaining— We're going to, what brings me joy? Well, if I can't really concentrate on that, then I'm going to be faced with looking in the mirror because I can't complain. And all of a sudden my life is full of silence because that's all I am is a negative nilly. And so now I'm faced with the question, hey, do I have what it takes? Because usually this complaining is based out of fear. I don't think I have what it takes. Therefore, I'm going to complain about everything around me because the truth is I'm afraid that I don't have what it takes in my life. So so, so we wanna kinda of talk this thing through for a few minutes, and then I wanna show you some scriptures today. And this is like hot off the press, literally hot off the press, so hot off the press, Marissa gets a morning off, uh, the one who runs the slides. You're literally going to have to open your Bible if you want to see what it says today because uh, there's going to be nothing on the screen because it's hot off the press. So let's take just a moment, and, and this we're going to do some testimonies. Here's what a testimony is. A testimony is I've been tested in this area, and I overcame, and God gets all the glory. And so, so I'm just going to share for just a moment what what what. Happened in my life and how God deserves the praise for that. And it, it, it doesn't have to be super long, but we want you to share from your heart. We do want you to talk in the microphone. And if you happen to be, you can look at me if you want to, but if you happen to be near a camera, look at one of the cameras because then we'll, we'll make sure that you're on the screen because people at home want to hear as well. By the way, those of you at home, put your testimony, put it in the comments, but write write something about how good God is. And it might have something to do with the fast this week. That would be a great testimony. Uh, d- I'll tell you in the middle of your testimony, if it turns bad, right? If it becomes complaining, we'll, we'll confront that together, right? But, but we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to be positive because we serve a God that is so, so very good. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, so a few testimonies. Who's got the mics? We got Kyther's got the microphone, so she's going to come sprinting around to you. Got a testimony. Lift your hand up. We got a testimony right over here. You can always count on Inga to give glory to God. Amen. Amen.
1: Um. Yeah, it's about the complaining. I I was trying to open a package and I couldn't get it opened, and I started complaining about the fact that there's nothing. I don't have the strength in my hand, and then I after that it I started seeing the only th- I was really complaining about the things I could not do. Um, my leg is not great, so I could not do certain things, and I, I you know you were just talking about fear, and. I, you know, I, re- I realized that it was the fear of, can I keep doing the things in my life that I've always been doing, or can't I anymore? And then what comforted me was actually the people in the church, because I realized that if I could not do it, I had people supporting me, saying, it's okay, you can't do that anymore, always something you can do and it was a comfort but it was interesting to find out that my complaints were all about me (laughs)
0: yeah oh snap all right up here this we've got a guest up here in the second row we welcome this gentleman in the red sweatshirt hallelujah look at larry stand to his feet amen
2: praise god hallelujah amen (laughs) thank you lord uh first give me the honor to god lord of my life hallelujah I'm so grateful to uh, be in the house of the Lord. Uh, last week I was in the hospital, <laughs> praise God, or the week before. One of those, it, it seems like a far long time ago, um, the complaining. Mm. Uh, praise God. I, it's something that I have been working on for a long time. So that uh, 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 I thank the Lord for you offering that, and I thank the Lord for where he's brought me from. Praise uh, uh, I, uh, my, I didn't realize my daughter had planned a big surprise party for my birthday last week. Uh, I think it was the last week. Oh, once again. Anyway, <laughs> I went to the doctor, and he said, We're going to take some cultures in your knee. Mm-hmm. And if there's uh, some infection in there, then we're going to have to take the hardware out that we put in. Mm-hmm. So I went to the appointment. He, so when I went mo- uh, that Monday, he said, Somebody canceled their surgery on Thursday. He said, I'm going to write your name in that spot just in case you need to go into the hospital. Okay. And I said, okay. So that, thir- that two, two days later, he said, hey, we, we need to take that stuff out. So I went, this is God working. Yes. You know what I mean? I didn't look at it as a negative thing. I said, the Lord was making a way yes. to get me taken care of. And I'm saying, Lord, thank you. Yes, amen. I didn't know that she had planned something. Thank God I didn't know. I probably would have been trying to put it off. Yeah. But I'm telling you, every step
0: Mm. uh
2: uh, when i finish uh surgery they put you in the recovery right yeah well then right down the hall from there was these little you know if you ever been to emergency room and they got the little rooms in the back when they take you in the back they got well they had a whole mega area of these little rooms Mm. i mean it was not like a regular room there was no door there was a curtain. But there was a central nursing station here. Then there was a central, it was like a set up all these rooms so they could take care of 50, 60 people wow. within, with a handful of nurses working together, which is what they, and I said, how did you guys come up with this idea? They said during COVID we had to keep people separated. So the, we designed this so everybody had a space and, and people weren't, Together. Hmm. And I went, what a marvelous idea. Yeah. At first, I was complaining that it was too small. What is this? And then I said, Lord, look. Look at me. I'm not outside. I'm inside. I'm being taken care of. I got a nurse that's right past the curtain. What in the world? And I just looked at God. Because this was innovation to help people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I could go on and on. And I know you want to pass the mic, but I'm telling you, my journey, my journey this past week has been yeah. filled with seeing God wow. move this, move that. And I, I'm telling you, I didn't know the testimonies was today, but I, I want us to come to church. Come yes, I said, when I feel bad, I want to be in the house of the Lord. Yes, <laughs> When things are going great, I want to come in and worship the Lord. Yes, amen. When I'm not feeling good, I want to be right here. If I'm able to give God the praise, it's just wonderful. Amen. Hmm. And so uh, uh yes, I, when I found myself complaining a couple of times this week, it was like, Oh, but I have been catching myself. I catch myself like that. It's like Lord, oh here I go. No, I don't get to do this. Good for you. So thanks the Lord. Yes. He's 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 right there. He's able. He's right there with us when we get ready to complain. <laughs> he mm. said, Hey, what are you what are you putting in the game? You don't <laughs> really have any skin in the That's game. Cool. I'm doing everything for you yeah. so that whatever comes up is a blessing hallelujah i mean whether it seems like it's at the wrong time this is happening Mm -hmm. look for what god is doing yeah with that why did you why did you rear up the lord might be trying to get that out of you Mm -hmm. so give god the praise
0: if you catch yourself complaining give it to him yes amen. Amen. amen amen praise the lord so, so Larry, Larry, maybe it's somebody who might not know, just so we're filling some blanks there. Larry had a complete knee replacement. <clears throat> it, um, it needs now to be completely redone. So they had to go back and take out the hardware and replace the knee again. So I told him, I said, you should you should keep the receipt, right? So you get a refund on him, that thing. There's a the money back guarantee. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, so we're praying for Larry. And you got another surgery ahead of you, and we're just trusting the Lord. Yes, you had two spacers in there all right so don't be don't be checking him on the knee on the way out of the church all right with somebody else yes Keith yes good morning church good morning
4: well I, I'm gonna make mine quick
0: now that <laughs> that is that's a that's a miracle right there yes. <laughs> amen amen yeah.
4: I just want to say, God is faithful. Yes, he is. It's the same yesterday, yeah, yeah, today, yes. and forevermore. Amen. Amen. As a handyman, I can tell you that there is times when God has provided abundantly.
5: Yeah.
4: Now, I see where I could have complained when it's limited. But I don't complain. Because if God did it before. Yes. Abundantly.
0: Yes. Right now. Mm-hmm. He's still God. Yes, he is. And he's faithful. Yes, he is faithful. Amen. 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 God bless you, Keith. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Other testimonies of the goodness of God. We got one right over here. Yes, Amen. And one right up here for sure. All
3: right. Thank you. Well, I'd just like to thank everybody, for praying for my husband Robert. Yes. Prayers are so powerful. The Lord, I know He's with us, and I've just been telling my husband, "Don't worry, don't worry. Everyone's praying for you, and the Lord is right here in this room with you. Every time I come here, it's, it's been a little hard because He's been <laughs> doesn't know what He's doing. But as the days are going, He's getting a little bit better, and." Now he's, he's able to complain. <laughs> I want to get out of here. I want to get out of here. He's uh, been trying to escape, made three attempts. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus. I said, can you please keep him one more day? Because <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Sure. But all in fun, you know, yeah. he's my everything. I, I feel very blessed and I feel that this is his wake-up call. Yeah. And I feel so grateful, so appreciative for everyone here. And as you say, you don't have anywhere else to go to turn to the Lord and and to turn to all the friends and people at the church that I'm so grateful for. Amen. (laughs) Thank you all so much.
0: Praise God. He will be coming home soon. He will be coming home yes. soon. Amen. Yes, yes. Yes. So for those of you Thank that you. don't recall or, or hadn't heard on our, our prayer ministry that we have, that Robert is a, a plumber by trade, and he was on his way to crossing the street to go to his vehicle, and he uh, he collapsed. Uh, he's a young man. How old is Robert? 59. 59. So he's a young man, and he collapsed and perhaps a stroke, Um, and it was a stroke and so uh, they're they're helping him and and he's he's got a road of recovery ahead of him but thank God he's alive thank God that Yvonne he got the call and she took care of him and God came through and so beautiful beautiful testimony in the making uh, of what God is able to do so pray for this family please lift them up we we we, you're so welcome praise the Lord any other testimonies this morning yes back in the back please
5: Hey everyone. Uh, well, <clears throat> I just want to uh, say that uh, I failed like r- immediately. So Pastor Troy called it, right? He was like, some of you guys are going to go into the parking lot and then you're going to drive away. And it was right, right like, literally right after church. Um, and uh, thank God because my wife, um, who was it in the Bible you're talking on the message like he just needed a, a finger rather than like a pat on the back? I forgot who it was.
0: There is a bunch of them.
5: I think it was Peter, or what was it Peter and uh, the other dude? Anyway, well, um, I was complaining, and uh, my wife was like, "Dude, you need to start like over." And it was like, I was complaining for three days, um, and uh, I was complaining about like my job, and, the, and I'm like, and anyway, God was like, "Dude, I'm gonna set you straight," and He showed me in different areas of my life where he was like look how far you've come and look what I've done for you so why are you complaining Um, and then also support at home my wife was like I'm tired of your complaining you need to stop and so it was like not a pat on the back it was a like shut your mouth like look at what God has for you Um, you're complaining about the job you have stop complaining because what I do now, it's, it's, it's great, and I was taking it for granted. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's mine. I, I would wish to say it was like I, I did great every single day, but it was bad, you know. <laughs> I upset her for sure. Sure. And Paisley was like, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> but so God set me straight.
0: Yeah, amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful just a minute I, I like that uh, you made him reset so it wasn't just like let's finish the seven days strong it's like it starts over
6: <laughs> exactly <laughs> new
0: seven days begins right now oh, isn't exactly. that a wonderful thing right yes <laughs> some of you all are going to be not complaining the rest of your
7: life no, I'm, all right, we well I just want to give my husband a pat on the back because he's a lot better at just admitting his faults right off the bat and I don't know about anybody else but I went into this challenge a little bit too arrogant like this is going to be so easy for me um, and God humbled me right away um, but uh, uh, uh-huh one of the things that I wanted to kind of add to this challenge was um, I always spend time with the Lord every day but it's kind of in pockets of time that I can find when the baby's sleeping and I was like I'm going to get up early every morning and just spend time with the Lord at the start of the day it starts me off right Um, and it it has always just changed my day Um, but Monday night I went to bed early got the baby to bed early um, or excuse me a little bit later so that hopefully she would sleep in no she ended up getting up early with me Uh, it didn't work and so I did didn't have that time in the morning with the Lord. And I noticed the rest of the day, I had to correct myself. I was complaining about a lot, um, but I was really trying hard to stick to the challenge. Um, and so it was Tuesday, and uh, I realized right before I got out the door, I got the baby ready. We were going to lead Teen Tuesday. And um, I discovered I had left my key to the car in our other vehicle, which was with my Cal two hours away. Um, So there was no way to get anywhere. So I quickly tried to come up with a solution. And I booked a lift, which I've never done before. Um, And the app kept loading and loading. And it's like, it was two hours before. Well, it comes 15 minutes before I need to leave. And it's still saying, finding you a ride. And I'm like, they're not going to find me a ride. Um, And finally, they say, oh, this person, we found you a ride. Um, They're five minutes away. And so I got her in the car seat and carried the car seat with my one-year-old out into the front. um, And then it said, oh, never mind. We chose somebody else for you. They're going to be here in 20 minutes. And I was like, well, we're already outside. So I'm just going to keep her outside. Um, she got very restless, so now I'm rocking her outside and we're just waiting for this ride. It changed. Now the ride is 45 minutes away and it's somebody else and it just kept changing. Um, kel and I are on the phone and I'm like, but I'm not gonna complain. Um, and then I just got so irritated because finally they, um, you know, we had been praying the whole time that God would give us a safe ride, a, a safe driver, because I was really worried about having my baby in the car with them. Anyways, um, so for. Drivers later, finally somebody is on the way and um, she pulls up and she passes right by me. I'm like waving her down and she doesn't see me so she drives all around the apartment complex and I'm like trying to follow her with the car seat in my hands like she can't see me. I finally get to her and I open the door and I'm all frustrated and trying not to show it and I get her in the car and I'm like oh great we got our ride and she goes praise the Lord and I was like I am with a woman of God right now yes. this driver happens to be a sister in Christ so I get in the car car and she just cranks this gospel preacher and the whole way to prepare for youth and you know, talking to the teens, I got to be ministered to. And it was so awesome. We're both in the car like, "Mm, amen, the whole way to church. And she finally pulls up. And I was like, I just want to tell you how, you know, what an honor it was to ride in your car tonight. It was going to be a different driver. And I'm just so blessed to be with another sister in Christ. She goes, oh. And then I said, could you pull around to the front? She pulled around to the front. She goes, oh, you were going to church. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to church. So it was just so cool to be able to still have that moment. And even though I I attempted to that morning have a moment with Jesus uh, he made one for me later on and it was Amen. just so cool to be in his Amen. presence so praise the yes, Lord
0: praise God for sure <laughs> Keisha, beautiful beautiful other testimonies of the goodness of God what God has done over here Sally
8: thank God I had to wait a little bit because I didn't want to follow Larry I was going to come. <laughs> I was going to have to complain <laughs> Anyway, um, I kind of was like Tasha, I was like, you know, I had to set the reset button a couple of weeks ago. So I had stopped complaining. So I thought. But what I learned through this is even though you're not saying it out loud, if you're thinking it in your head,
3: mm.
8: you're still complaining. And the Lord showed me this week in 2 in Corinthians when he says, to take the thoughts captive and bring them into obedience, into what God says we're supposed to be doing. So He really showed me that I was still complaining in my head. So that was a big, big lesson for me this week. And I just I appreciate the challenge and the church, you know, and a pastor that will challenge us like that to um, to go on and not complaining fast because even when you think you got it handled. You know <laughs> we don't anyway it was it was a good week Appreciate but i did notice when other people were complaining i noticed that a lot more this week
0: yes yeah. i had to think in my head mm,
8: Right. don't complain about them complaining <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know yes ed
4: i'm not gonna complain <laughs> But praise God, I gotta stand up and say, Thank you, Lord, because I complain to myself. There's nobody around me, I'm by myself. And the only one that hears the complaint is the Lord. I say, Lord, forgive me. And thank God he's there. But this last uh, two weeks ago, I went and got my driving license. What a plane! (laughs) I don't know nothing about computers. And I thought, Lord, you're going to have to go with me because I'm by myself. I don't know what to do. I'll read the book from one end to the other. And with your help, I'll make it, you know. And I went and thank God I did it in the first try. So I wanted to thank the Lord for that. Amen. I wanted to thank the Lord because we just keep quiet about it and don't say... I know I talked to him and thank you, Lord. And I praise you for answering my request. But I want everybody to know that take it to the Lord. He'll get you to pass that test.
0: Yes, yes. Praise God. Great one. Amen. Yes. Beautiful, guys. So um, a
4: little about me. The plant I was working at, we got notified that we were going to shut down. And so cashed out some vacation time and i've been off of work for about a month and i've been stressing a little bit i I, i'll be honest i've been stressing just a little bit about looking for a job and finding a job and my wife reminded me that you know god had our back last time yes this has happened before god had our back so i mean building off of what keith said you know brother keith over there if he was gonna do it and grow me abundantly after that time i could be secure in the knowledge that hey He's going to do it again. And I start tomorrow. So he has done it again, right? So if he's going to do it for Keith and he's going to do it for me, he's just waiting for you to ask.
0: Yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And I love this. It's an attitude of gratitude. It's a thankful group of people. Yes. Any other testimonies? Somebody want to share? Yes. Tammy. Hi,
9: I'm Tammy. I'm Every time I got up, I'd say, I have to be grateful for today, you know. And every time i complain, I'd say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, God, forgive me, and I prayed to God, and it was a great, great week. And um, when my husband complained, I looked at him, and... And I'd say, stop it, Tammy, it. stop it, Tammy. It. You're not supposed to do it, you know. And all I have to remember to stop complaining and be positive and be grateful for what I have. And I have God, and he is wonderful, and he is marvelous, and he is the only friend I really have in the big. I have friends, but he's the number one friend I have. Amen.
0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
9: And I have to do what he says, not what I want, and be happy and positive and grateful.
0: Good for you, Thank Tammy. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Yes, amen. Yeah. Anybody else?
6: Um, my name is Michelle, and um, I am an intern here, and... God has me on a beautiful journey. Uh, The last time we had testimonies, I shared how God was telling me to um, just keep going and keep seeking him because he had more for me. Little did I know that that week or the week later, um, he was going to show me that I needed to surrender my physical health to him. Um, I have struggled with my weight since I was probably five years old, and I'm 43, so you can do the math, and it's something that is um, now coming, um, it's in the way of my ministry, it's in the way of my motherhood, it's in the way of my life, to be honest, and he's showing me how, look at what I did with your um, mental health, um, healing you from trauma, and you're not gonna trust me with this. You're gonna keep doing it your way. Um, no, I'm not. So I, it doesn't look like what I thought it would look like. Um, I'm doing a lot of journaling, a lot of digging in the Bible, and he's revealing to me that a big part of my, there's so much connected to it, um, but a big one is boundaries. I, I didn't learn boundaries. So I didn't learn how to make the time to take care of myself. And he's changing um, the way I look at it. He's showing me that food is not bad. Um, It's the um, mental um, attachment that I have to it that is bad. And he is healing me. Um, I am going to recovery with Everett. And I just, my whole outlook on it is completely... Changing um, And all the glory goes to God. um, And I'm excited to see the victory that is around the corner.
0: Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I went to the store to get a few items for Thanksgiving a week or so ago. And when I walked in, you ever walked into a cloud of like weed? Like, uh, you know, I'm talking about just like the dirty skunk kind of flavor in the air right and I got irritated ah that's just nasty I mean some of you are like not me I was just like I was just like this is nasty I'm just having fun come on now relax And then the Spirit of the Lord kind of spoke to me. And some of you kind of might wonder, what is that all about when you say the Lord spoke to me or God spoke to me or the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me? You just feel something inside of you and you trust that God's voice is speaking to you. So it's not necessarily you hear an audible thing and it's different strokes, different folks. But for me, it's just kind of a feeling of, of, I know in whom I trust and whom I believe. I know that I have a relationship with this great and mighty God and he just speaks to me. It just kind of reveals things to me. So... If you want God to speak to you, just listen, and then trust that God is not going to give you something bad, right? You're not listening to the wrong voice if you're following Jesus. Just so, just so the Lord spoke to me, He's like, "Well, you got a fragrance too. When you walked in this Save Mart, this store, did did you carry that in with you? So when people walk in, they can smell as much." of the glory of God, of the anointing of God. Are you a man of God? Are you bringing that with you, Troy? Because you have the potential to bring that with you wherever you go. And I thought, okay, I'm going to change the atmosphere in this store. So now I'm, now, I'm, now I'm holding my chin a little higher as I'm pushing that cart down, looking for those competing for the green beans that everybody wants, right? God has a way of, of challenging us to, to go from the negative to the positive. He he has a way of, of helping us see now now we're not saying that God Jesus got angry right I mean he, he just a second boys I'm gonna make me a whip here right we're we you just wait in just a moment we're fixing to turn some tables over in this joint right so Jesus got angry right it, it, but it was righteous anger and Jesus was a warrior so we tend to think of Jesus sometimes we as as a coddler as this, you know, gentle, and he is. Jesus is all that, but he's also a king, a warrior, a, a, a winner, right? And he expects us to carry that same spirit with us as well when it comes to things of the enemy. So let me just kind of, it looks like I've got about seven minutes uh, remaining on the clock. Let me just kind of share a few things with you this morning. Next week, I'll be, by the way, in uh, in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin on, on Sunday morning. Yeah, well, wait just a minute now. Sometimes I have to call out um, uh, blasphemy within the church, and uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You can you can cheer for whatever losing team you want to cheer for. Um, uh, <laughs> it's all family, all family, right? And and then the next weekend I'll be preaching because of my position. I'll be preaching at a Baptist church. Um, And I've been able to speak before the Catholic diocese and I've been able to speak before uh, Methodists and Presbyterians. And the Lord is opening up all kinds of doors for me in, in this wonderful thing called ministry that you are a part of as well. So I just want to say thank you as we're going on this journey together. It's a beautiful thing to be a part of the family of God. Somebody say amen. Praise the Lord. God is saying in answer to the question, do I have what it takes? His answer to you is, yes, you do. So some of you are wondering, at least one person in here I know is wondering, do I have what it takes? And God's answer to you is unequivocally, yes, you do have what it takes. But He's marking that. He's saying to you, there is a footnote to that. And the footnote at the bottom of the page, if you look at that asterisk is, is, but you need me, God would say, and God would continue, and I want you. But you need me, and I want you. What a beautiful equation, right? You need God, and God wants you. It's a central issue Jesus kept coming back to. and It drove his teachings, his parables. Jesus asked a bunch of questions in Scripture. And I was surveying a few of those questions And I'd like to go over them with you. You can look at the screen if you want to because it's beautiful hexes, but otherwise open your Bible. Matthew chapter seven. I'm going to read to you just a few questions. Verse number nine. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? Now, we want to jump ahead because the rest of the verse says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? We want to jump ahead, but I actually think that Jesus was asking these questions in this sermon on the mount as he's got the crowd that is listening to him and he's got their undivided attention and he asks the question, which one of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, we'll give him a snake. I think there was a pause in the scripture. I think he's like, well, answer the question. You think this is rhetorical? This is not a rhetorical question. I need you to answer the question. And then he goes on to give an answer. We tend to rush ahead, but Jesus is scanning the audience before he announces to them verse number 11. If you then, though you are evil... (laughs) <laughs> how'd you like to be in that crowd? Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Jesus is speaking to our deepest doubts in that moment. He's addressing some very, if you haven't figured out what that is, you're gonna find out in just a moment. In the same, in the same sermon in chapter six, in verse number 26, Jesus asks another Question. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? He's asking a question. He's speaking to our doubts. There's a right answer to the question. Of course, are you not much more important than they? Well, yeah, but I mean, we just want to, yes, we are. But we don't always live that way, do we? Like we think that we're more important than they are. There's there's the way that that is is kind of directing our path. Verse number 28, Jesus goes on, "And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They don't labor or spin. Why do you worry about clothes?" I think he's asking a real question here that if you'll dial in, it will really help you. And then in Matthew chapter 18, verse number 12, he has another pressing question. What do you think? If a man owns a 100 sheep, one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go look for the one that wandered off? Well, you know, I suppose he will, I guess, but... He's asking a pressing question. He's addressing a very, very deep need inside of your spirit, inside of your soul. And then in verse number 13, and if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. After reading the questions, you can probably see what Jesus is driving at. He's driving at this. You have a good father. He's trying to tell you that your father in heaven is better than you think. He cares. He really does care about you. He is kind and he is generous. He is out for your best. This is one of the central teachings of Jesus. What is it that I'm talking about? If again in your Bible turn to Romans chapter 8 verse number 15. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, God. Most of us think that we became Christians so we could inherit salvation, so that we could be forgiven of our sins. And that is made available to us through the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on the cross. Yes, When you give your life to Jesus, you believe that he died, that he buried, and he was resurrected from the dead. You receive forgiveness from your sins, thank the Lord. But what we don't seem to grasp is that there is so much more than that. You see, the forgiveness that was made available to each and every one of us was made available to us so that we might come home to the Father. The only reason you were forgiven is so you can come back into relationship with Abba Father, with Daddy God. You see, what he wants more than you to be forgiven is a relationship with you. He doesn't want to stop at forgiveness. Forgiveness is not the goal. Coming home, that's the goal. Coming home to the father is the goal. Take a look at the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. This boy went AWOL, didn't he? He went off to Vegas and he spent the the family fortune and he blew it on cheap whores and high high stake poker. We've done the same thing. We've done the same thing, more or less, most of us more than less. But that's not even the point of the story. We tend to look at that because we see ourselves in the story, and that can be healthy, but that's not the point. The story is not primarily about the prodigal son. The story is about a father's heart. Let's look at Luke chapter 15. Y'all with me this morning, can you say yes? Luke chapter 15. Man, I'm having a good time today. Luke chapter 15, I just want to read just one verse, verse number 20. So he got up, and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his daddy saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And though he had a bum knee, though he had a bad hip, though he suffered with migraines, though he had no money in the bank, though he was struggling with relationships in his life, he ran to his son and he threw his arms around him and he kissed him. This is the kind of father that you have. This is the kind of father that I have. When you have a relationship with God, this is the kind of, this is how God feels about you today. And some of you have no concept of this because your earthly father sucked. Sucked. He did the best he probably could with what he had. So really to investigate some of the relationships that we have, we have to go back two or three or four generations to kind of see what was it that set them up to be so not good. So I'm not asking you to harbor any unforgiveness. Just address the reality. It wasn't good. It could have been a whole lot better. It, it, it should have been a whole lot better but that equation doesn't define who our heavenly father is. He is a good father that will never give up on you. He'll go to the nth degree. That's why he gave his only son, because he loves you, because he loves you that much. Galatians chapter four. Listen to these. Just let this soak in. Verses six and seven. Because you are his son's, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Think. It was $112,117 was our miracle offering. But that number, thank you. Some of you, I mean, all of you, thank you. That wasn't the part of the number that impressed me. When I saw it on the screen last week and written on a piece of paper that was handed to me, the number that impressed me was 0.06. Six cents. and six pennies. I'm like, that's weird, right? I mean, who wrote a check for that, right? Who? Somebody, by the way, I saw when people were bringing envelopes up that people were getting them from their children in children's church and bringing them up on their behalf because they had been saving for miracle offering as well. I mean, a lot of pictures came to my mind. Somebody got their, they're person, they're just like, oh, we, we want to give, we want to give. So they put their change in maybe. or may, maybe, maybe somebody said, you know what, I'm giving everything that I have. And they just kind of dumped it all out and six cents was a part of that. Maybe it was a child that gave. Maybe somebody found some coins laying around. they went, well, like, I'm going to throw that in there too, right? Because I'm, yeah, I don't know what it was, but there's a story there. Amen. And here's what I want you to know. God doesn't value you. Your worth is not based upon what you have. Your your worth is not based even upon what it is you give. Your worth is based upon who you are and who you're found in, who's found in you. He sees you through a lens of righteousness. You've been made right with God. All that stuff, all that garbage, all that crap, all that sin, all that stuff that you did, the judgment that you feel right now because Troy just said crap, That's sin. All that stuff. All that stuff. He says, I remember it no more. I cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. It's as far away as the east is from the west. I hold it no longer against you. You are, you are no longer a slave. You've been made free. And whom the sun sets free is, is free indeed. Jesus loves you. God is a good father. And all the questions that Jesus asks are all kind of funneling into this one kind of answer. Do you really believe that? Do you believe that, you know, a good father's gonna give good gifts to his kids? Do you believe that? I, I, I do. Do you believe that, that the, the, a, a prodigal can return? But even before the prodigal gets back, the father sprints off to the prodigal. Do, do, do you believe that? right? Then if you believe that and you believe that he's a good father, then, then live, live like it. Amen. I serve a good God. Amen. Here's the challenge this week. Change the atmosphere. Quit being a thermometer and start being the thermostat. Amen. 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 Father, thank you for your word that will never return void. Thank you, God, that we can trust you in the difficult times in the challenge in the times that we had a surgery we thought it was right and we got to have another surgery and yet another surgery in the times that our husband is just going off to work and we get a call I'm laying on the ground in the times God when we've got more month than money in the times God that our children act like little demoniacs in the times God that we're struggling with our family members in the times God that we don't know what we're going to do or what decision we're going to make what direction we're going to go in the times God that we're happy and we're joyful and everything seems to be going well in the times God that we're living in plenty instead of in want in the times God that we're not dealing with lack but God we're dealing with surplus God we thank you that you are God of all the times Help us, Lord, to live like that no matter what season we're in, no matter where we're at, God, help us to be this week the thermostat. We don't want to be reacting to the people around us. We want to be transforming the world in which we live. We want to bloom where we're planted, even in the midst of a bunch of dead weeds. God, we want to be that flower that blooms that says God is good. Our Father is for us and not against us. For that, God, we give you the praise, we give you the glory, and we give you the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is so very, very, very good. Well, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. We want to thank our Modesto group for making the the trip up here to be with us today. We're so proud of you for this united gathering. We look forward to being back with you again in, in Modesto next Saturday night, here next Sunday morning. And we trust that you are going to take the challenge this week. And the homework challenge is transform the world around you. Be be a light in the darkness. Be be the thermostat, not the thermometer. Make sure that you're the positive, not the negative. You all follow what I'm saying, yes? All right. So, uh, and if you didn't do seven full days of non-complaining, well, it it starts over, right? Congratulations. God bless you. Yeah. And once again, the pledge is if you do complain, may the fleas of a thousand camels infest your armpits. Right on. Yes. <laughs> may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you rest and may he give you peace. God bless you. New life. Have a wonderful weekend. Y'all are dismissed. Amen.